What is going on, everybody? You're listening to episode two of Freelancer's Guide, a weekly limited run podcast brought to you by OKBeast.com that's dedicated to covering Bioware's upcoming game, Anthem. While you're here, we will, of course, share our experiences with the game, curate the best tips and tricks, and help you stay up to date with the game's latest news and more. I'm your cypher this week, Alex Van Aken, and this week I am joined by the man who was married to my mother, my stepdad, Brandon Wilson. Hello. How you doing? What is happening there, buddy? Uh, nothing much. We've this. Okay. So this is weird because the game is kind of Anthem is kind of out. Kind of. But not, not out. We, we, uh, we have not played it. Um, because when we were planning this, this podcast, the, uh, staggered release schedule was not out yet. And so we were planning on February 22nd being the day we play the game. Uh, and of course, last minute that has changed, but that's okay. Uh, I do. We're going to talk about the uh, Neil Blomkamp trailer, the Conviction trailer. We're going to be talking about the day one patch coming to Anthem, uh, and then some more details coming to the first major update with the game. And uh, we are going to get into uh, some, uh, during our topic of the show. We're going to talk about the way this game has been handled as far as like marketing and release and all that stuff. So uh, it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, thank you for being here, Brandon. First, l- let's just get started right away. What are your thoughts on the conviction trailer that was made by Neil Blomkamp? Of course, Neil, uh, I'll make District 9, Chappie. I, I believe he even worked on some old some old Halo shorts, which is like my my where I'm familiar with his work from. But h- how did you feel about this this trailer? Because it was definitely a trailer. It wasn't before we found out about it. I thought it was going or before we we they had kind of announced it was coming. I thought this was going to be more of like a contained short story within the universe of Anthem. This looks like an actual trailer. So what were your thoughts on it? Uh, I didn't realize that this guy's, this dude's uh, District 9 and Chappie. I, I'm a big fan of District 9 and Chappie. I didn't know that he did Halo shorts. Um, and I, I don't even know if I know about the Halo shorts that we're referring to, but... Um, I th- they're around like Halo 3, Halo Reach times. They were, uh, I believe Halo 3 they were putting out. There were several shorts where it was focused on like the Marines and stuff and not necessarily master chief. Huh. And they were fighting like brutes and stuff like that from, from the halo universe. Interesting. That's what I know him from. I may have to go back and check him out just, uh, just for sake. Now that I know that that's him. And, and, uh, I, this, this, <laughs> this trailer like felt so much like, uh, it was a trailer for an actual movie. Yeah. <laughs> so now, and I even, and I even tweeted about this, but now I'm not sure if I'm like, really stoked for an anthem movie that's not going to actually exist yeah or i'm i'm like somewhat stoked for the game like <laughs> i'm not i'm not sure how i'm supposed to feel but yeah i, I think this trailer was freaking awesome it really was like th- th- it had some mystery to it like it i very much realized halfway through the trailer i was like oh this is a trailer like and yeah it says it in the description it was like a conviction trailer but i was still i still went into it thinking uh, I still went into it thinking that it was going to be like its own contained thing, but it wasn't. Well, they somewhat kind of build it at build it as a short mm-hmm. initially. Yeah. And then later they said, oh, this is a trailer. But so I think there was some confusion surrounding that anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I can I could see kind of where that would come from. But and I noticed uh, some characters that look familiar from um, the, the time I've spent with the game so far um, with. Um, yeah the the cypher um manny i believe or um the character that was in the vip demo who i'm not gonna get into it for spoiler reasons but 
Um, there was a character who had, you know, a lot to do with the demo story. And it looked like that they were also in this trailer uh, where the, the, the bad guy of the game was kind of grasping them by their head. It looked very painful. Also, uh, Mr. Badman looks very scary. Looks very intimidating. Yeah, that's the monitor. I, from my, from what I understand, that's uh, the monitor is like the main antagonist of of the game. Yeah, or at least the the first section of the game that we're gonna play when mm-hmm. it releases. Yeah, he 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 looks pretty awesome. But <laughs> the part the part that was kind of uh, weird to me was like the monitor looks awesome, very menacing, and they give him one line in in this trailer, <laughs> and the line is like kind of like you can't even to to some degree you can't even understand what he's saying. I think he says uh where is she? Yeah. But it comes out like <laughs> and I'm like what what does that mean? It's like Bane all over again from Batman. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, he's going to say something." And then I'm like, "What what did he just say?" Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway i thought the visuals of the trailer were insane like yes. the fight scenes on display like there was so much I, I was just like how much how much of a budget did they have to make this thing because it like you said like the amount of effect work that went into this was insane like it, the way it was rendered out like a like cgi not necessarily in the game engine which tells me like it was the, like all that was from from scratch is my guess because it was not rendered in the game engine, you know. It appeared to be entirely CG and and you know, um it was very it had very much like an epic film feeling uh, a la yeah. like a Star Wars or you know, something something along that lines. But that you know, like that opening sequence where uh you've got javelins flying across like this really lush green uh-huh. um greenery and and like um these really huge ruins of like ancient machines or, or what have you. Um, I, man, it just, it just, it looked so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and it, you know, it, it, it uh, kind of followed like a very, like now you have this, uh, it's, it's kind of like a, 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 a trailer recipe that a lot of people are using um, where you have the, like this monologue in the background and the monologue has this, uh, you know, this kind of like foreboding feeling, um, but like there's going to be some sort of uprising or something at the end. Um, you know, it's a very common recipe, like, it, but it, it really worked for this trailer and the visuals that went along with it. It was it was pretty freaking tight. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, what did, I, I see in your, in your notes, you were talking about the awkward backward leg joint. What, what were you talking about? Just well, the, I, the costume design of the javelin? Well, yeah, the javelins in general, like we've known what the javelins are going to look like for a while. They do kind of look like centaur legs. Yeah. And this is, this has kind of bothered me from the, this isn't a result of the trailer. So I'll yeah, say that yeah, the trailer is freaking design. awesome, but I, I think it was, I think it was, um, just Ranger? more pronounced in the trailer. Yeah. Um, but the, the legs of the javelin are designed kind of more like an animal leg. Yeah. So yeah. like the, the first joint of the leg before the knee bends backwards instead of, uh, for, forwards <laughs> yeah. or no forwards instead of backwards. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know what I mean? It's just opposite of how our, our 
human leg works. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it just aesthetically, it looks really weird to me, and and I'm having trouble getting over it. No, I um, noticed the same thing. Like I, that's even probably the, a me thing, but I don't know. No, even like I, that happened to me. Like when I was playing the demo, I was like, "Ooh, like I, I'm not gonna choose this part of the like." I didn't play Ranger that much because the the outfit I had unlocked was like the because I unlocked like the extra like the second set of leg armor that you could in the demo. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to attach this. I was like, oh, no, that makes it much more pronounced. Like, I, <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, and I played, like, Storm after that. But I think most of the Javelins have it, though, not just Ranger. Yeah, I think they all do, yeah. But I it kind of fits. I, Ranger kind of looks more like your traditional Iron Man kind of, like, humanoid frame. Right. And so it throws me off with Ranger. Whereas, like, um, uh, Interceptor is more so bug-like almost, you know, like, very sleek and like future looking and yeah it doesn't bother and a colossus is like really chunky so you don't really see it in that either because everything's so beefy and chunky looking so yeah i, I get what you're saying it's definitely more pronounced i think in in the ranger like it just looks it it appears more uh, <laughs> more odd yeah um i don't know yeah i feel that um but yeah the trailer <laughs> overall um was really neat and now it kind of makes me want to go watch District Nine, uh, like right after this, uh, because I love those movies. Have you have you seen those before? I've seen Elysium, or I, I think that was the 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 sequel to. Yeah, I haven't actually seen uh, District Nine all the way. I don't know if I've it's, seen like the end scene, where I don't know if it's a sequel or not. I think I think it's just like of the same director or something to that. I don't know mm. something to that effect. Yeah, or maybe Chappie is involved. I don't know. Yeah. I've seen them all, but, and I think they're related somehow. Maybe it's just because they have the same director mm. or something, but I do. Yeah. I think they're like within the same universe or something like you said. Yeah. But uh, real quick before we get into uh, more news, um, just some housekeeping real quick. If you enjoy the show, make sure to check out the okay beast podcast, which releases new episodes every Monday. I host that alongside Brandon and alongside Moises uh, and blessing from okbeast.com. Um, and it's a great show. It runs about 90 minutes long and we talk about just gaming as a whole. So, you know, what we've been playing, the latest news in the industry and so on and so forth. We also do a lot of bonus episodes here and there that are, um, you know, more singular focused and we have cool guests on. So again, go check out the OK Beast podcast. Listen to that. We'd love for you to check that out. And then we also launched a Apex Legends podcast uh, two weeks ago called Jump Master. So if you're playing that game, check that out. Again, it's called Jump Master. Uh, and then shout out real quick to John Bernardo. You can follow him at John S. Bernardo. John helps edit this show. Uh, after we record it, we send it to him, and he kind of makes everything everything sound pretty. And it's really nice because we've got a lot going on, and, uh, you know, it's nice to send it to John and he can finish it and we upload it. So it's, it just really helps us to record these episodes. So wouldn't probably happen without John. So thank you, John. Uh, and then if you, thank yeah, you, John. Uh, if you want to support us, you can of course head over to patreoncom slash. Okay. Beast. If you'd like to throw us a few bucks a month and, and exchange access to cool perks and bonus content, or, you know, you can just head over there and see what we're kind of all about. If you are not familiar with okay beast. So check that out. Of course, okbeast.com. We have tons of podcasts, videos blessing just put one up a video about um hitman 2 and red dead and red dead redemption 2 and how each of those games are really system heavy and uh how they kind of contrast from one another so uh but if you don't want to support us by checking out that stuff you can of course leave us an itunes review and rating 
uh, and share us with a friend, please. And if you want to talk to us this week on Twitter, I'm at it's Van Aken and Brandon is at rebel red six, six is spelled out. Now let's get into the news, Brandon. Let's. So going into this week, there was kind of some mixed reviews on Anthem and they still are in, in this week, not even last week. But uh, anyways, there there's a lot of, you know, some people are saying this game is great and a lot of people are saying it's trash and there's a lot of um, hyperbole, going, hyperbole going around and a lot of that has to do with the fact that people that are currently playing the game are playing a version, they, they, they are still lacking the day one patch that fixes a lot of issues with the game, which is, seems like an awful decision on EA's part that they didn't release the day one patch on the 15th, but... <laughs> So people are playing, uh, you know, I've seen people on YouTube call it early access. I'm like, it's not early access, but at the same time, it's not the full complete product um, that, you know, that people are going to be getting on the 22nd. And so uh, there, there are now a ton of details um, for the day one patch that have been announced. And EA is kind of promising that this fixes many of the game's biggest issues, the very macro high level fixes we're reading this from Kotaku. Thank you, Kotaku. They have a very helpful list to keep up with all this. Anyways, um, big changes, uh, improved loading times, because that was a massive uh, complaint that some, some people reported up to yeah, like I've seen a lot of that two around. minute loading times on like a on like a GTX 1080, which is a great, you know, graphics card. And two minutes is a long time. I think it was like two, two and a half minutes loading times. Um, they fixed uh, a, a lot of people were experiencing infinite loading screens. Um, they fixed multiple challenges that weren't tracking properly and then a number of issues related to um, crashing and disconnects. And now weapons and gear uh, have numbers present for their modifiers as well, which is great. And then there's a, a ton of other um, of changes. There's probably like two pages full of changes. One thing that I read was that um, there are if you play the demo, you know that if you get separated from your team, you were kind of teleported and put into another loading screen. If you like ventured too far from them, you would get a warning saying like catch up to your team. And if you didn't catch up in like the five seconds it gave you, then you would get teleported and you would like have to wait for the game to load again, which sucked. Mm. Uh, and they, they, they've said that they are becoming more lenient with that. And they are kind of giving more grace when it comes to that and giving players time to catch up before just automatically beaming them to the team and kind of interrupting that play. Um, so that's really cool. There, there's a lot of fixes to gear and weapons and um, javelins. Like the Colossus javelin is now able to activate its shield more quickly after kind of firing a weapon, which is important. Uh, the storm now reacts to getting hit when its shields are up, which is kind of confusing because the animations, I think, were a little bugged before. Um, and then there's like they fixed some exploits with some of the heroes, like Storm's Ultimate. Um, some people were using it more times than than was intended. So there's a lot of like quality of life improvements. Uh, we're going to link to it in the show notes. If you want to read every single one, because there are literally hundreds of changes, this this day one patch is going to be massive. It's going to be absolutely massive. Um, so hopefully this fixes things that people are experiencing. Um, I'm really excited to play the game still and having this day one patch ready for me when I, I'm kind of glad I'm not playing it early because I'm going to get to play it, you know, with the day one patch, which is kind of important. So yeah. We will link to this in the show notes. Brandon, what were your thoughts? Like, do you think that this is something that should have, like when you pay for this early, you know, for lack of a better word, early access to Anthem, shouldn't you have all of the stuff there already? Like, are, like, are you, what do you think about this? Yeah. To me, to me, that's a no brainer for EA. Like 
I, I've been having trouble with like people's reactions to the game, especially on their EA Access like intro type thing that they're doing. Uh, they you get ten hours of play um, yeah, through yeah. EA Access after the fifteenth, so it's technically not like you're playing as much of the game as you want to, uh, unless you're on on PC. But I, I've been kind of like just trying to weed through the noise because some people, you know, we all know that EA is one of those one of those companies where <laughs> they're going to draw a lot of fire regardless, just because of decisions that they've made in the past and. Things that appear, mm-hmm. things that they've done that appear much more business driven than than fan driven. Um, so I, I've kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, I've kind of been trying to swerve and 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 look at things, um, you know, specifically f- for their value. But this is one thing that's very pointed in the fact that uh, I feel like if you're going to give people access to your game early. And and we talked similarly about this when they did this thing that they called quote unquote a demo when it actually should have been called a beta. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to give people access to a game that you're going to essentially call complete when it's not actually complete, that's 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 a douche move if you if you ask me. Um, like I, <laughs> especially for the fact that people can just walk into a Best Buy and like purchase this version of the game, right? Like yeah. it was the the $80 version, I think, or $90 version that you could do this with. And like they need to have very clear on the shelf warnings of like, hey, might be might be missing, you know, day one patch, which is crucial to the game. Like I, it just seems weird that people can just it's like I get it if it's on PC and like you're on Steam and like they have it very like Steam pops up and or not Steam Origins in this case pops up and it's like this game isn't going to have the patch until you know february whatever you know list the date and saying if you buy this game early you are going to be playing an unfinished product so i don't know I, i'm with you like not only is it in the mess messaging but also just in the product like the SKUs that they're shipping like it seems like there should be more responsibility on their part and you know i don't know it just it seems weird that, that wasn't included at least it's at least it's here now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, ultimately, it to me it boils down to if you're going to sell a product as it's as it's complete. Yeah, and it's not actually complete, then then, I mean, to me that's that's false advertisement, at least to some degree. I I don't think that would ever hold up in court because, you know, <laughs> there's lots of degrees, especially in software. There's lots of degrees of of. Um, you know what can be considered as complete, but uh, yeah, I agree. It's another that's another move by EA that I don't think is very customer centric. It's un it's unfortunate. I'm still looking forward to the game. Um, I just I, I hate seeing them make these moves with mm-hmm. games that I think could be ultra successful. Um, they just make bad decisions that that yeah, I totally ruin agree. something that could be otherwise awesome. For, for both for for them for you know from a business aspect and for us as a yeah. as gamers as fans uh up next on the news uh ea has revealed a little bit more about anthem's first major update we talked about it last episode um about kind of the the, the roadmap that they have laid out and how the game the game's uh you know post-launch uh content is going to be in three acts uh well we have more details regarding act one which is called echoes of reality and so this is from the EA website. They are saying 
Uh, quote, our evolving world updates will change the game to reflect the savage, dynamic environment the freelancers call home. Endgame events vary in size from minor ripples in reality to monstrous firestorms tearing across the sky. Regardless of their size, the danger is worth the reward. So that's kind of like the first part of Act 1 is, um, you know, they're calling it evolving world. And we didn't really, we were kind of speculating last week about what that could mean. So it seems like it's going to be, you know, the, the weather related, related things. And, you know, I assume this will pop up, um, not only in free play, but also potentially through missions maybe, but definitely in free play. Um, and then the next part of act one was called stronger together. We assumed it had something to do with co-op or cooperative gameplay. Um, and they say as the chaos grows more teamwork, sharper tactics and cooperative brilliance will be required to counter the menace Our stronger together update centers around improving social interaction and social competition between the freelancers and the world of Anthem. So, you know, we're not getting PVP like that's not on the table right now, but it does seem like we are going to be getting maybe leaderboards. Like they're talking about social improving social interaction. It's pretty vague. Still don't necessarily <laughs> know what that means, but and social competition. That's what that's why I think leaderboards maybe or some sort of like time trial, time challenge, like something where you are still playing with your teammates, but you are kind of I could see how either one of those could work. Yeah. I and those aren't necessarily really compelling to me per se, but you know, still, you know. Interesting. I guess it depends on how it's implemented. I, I don't know that I would be really driven to try either one of them out either, but it depends on, you know, depends on how it's integrated into the, into the world. Yeah. Again, they're kind of being pretty vague with that and I'm kind of speculating, but, uh, and then the final, we call this the cataclysm and I had speculated this was like the, in the, the weather, the massive storms. And it kind of is. Uh, so they say the big payoff will be the catalysm, um, which is the pinnacle of challenge and aspiration for the freelancers. Some sort of big nasty has emerged in the game world. That uh, that sort of thing happens when the anthem of creation is left lying out for anyone to mess with. Uh, and freelancers will have to band together to take it down. So it sounds almost like a <clears throat> a raid of some sort or a, a bigger challenge um, that requires, you know, everyone you know, more people, I guess. Um, maybe not even more people, but like a full squad as opposed to single. So some sort of big payoff, big nasty makes me think like a raid boss of, of some sort. Um, and it might not be like a traditional raid, but definitely a challenge where you get a big reward. So kind of like a raid. <laughs> um, much a raid. yeah. So that's kind of, um, more details, for act one for echoes of reality, which is coming in March. So that's, that's exciting because, um, th that's very close to where we are now. That's only like a couple weeks out. So I'm excited to see that, that, that post launch content come because these shared world shooters are all about like the support post launch. And that's kind of crucial. So I'm excited to see them get the jump so quickly and not wait any longer than they, than they need to, especially with the division two coming out in March. That's kind of crucial they get their end game stuff going by then <laughs> to keep up with that. But any thoughts on, on the major update, Brandon? Uh, I think big nasty was actually a, uh, WWF wrestler back in the early two thousands. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> so maybe we're going to have to fight him. Um, but it, it, <laughs> it, it seems like, um, it seems like a very natural progression arc 
up to you know the cataclysm like the the yeah. very first part is like uh you know ripples in the world and small storms and in different like anomalies and then and then like a a bad guy reveals himself and you get the initial like uh skirmishes and stuff like that and then the big battle at the end the cataclysm thing it, i mean it seems seems very natural and fluid so i i'm looking forward to see how they put everything together um yeah. but it, it sounds pretty pretty cool yeah for sure um i agree let's get into the topic of the show which we've this all kind of ties together into the topic of the show which is you know how do we feel about the game staggered release like we've kind of talked about how it affects, you know, some aspects like the day one patch kind of gets messy. What are your overall thoughts on the way that they've kind of rolled this out and the fact that there are one, two, three, four, five ways to play the game and all of them have different like release dates. There's, there's origin access premiere on PC. There's origin access basic. There's EA access. There's Legion of Dawn pre-order. And then the, there's the standard pre-order and it all gets very confusing. <laughs> so, and they have that famous chart that everybody was very angry at. What are your overall thoughts on the way that this has been handled, Brandon? Well, I, I think I think everybody getting angry at the chart is a little bit of an overreaction. You know, like, you know, like everybody gets upset about everything. <laughs> there are some people that get upset about literally everything. <laughs> um, and I've noticed that more and more, especially in the games industry, like, there's definitely going to be some some subset of people that's going to be upset about mm -hmm. everything. But um, I will say that coming from a marketing and design background, um, this chart did not do them any service whatsoever. Like, yeah, it, it did not help them out in any way. Like, <laughs> why not? Why not just come out with with three dates? There's essentially three dates here. Yeah. Why not come out with three dates that say everybody gets the demo on the February 1st, half the people get it, half the people get to play it on February 15th, the other half half of the people get to play it on the 22nd. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that's three things that you need to show, not 100 different boxes on a chart. Yeah. So this chart didn't help out at all. No, not at but all. But the the staggered thing, I I will say that Jonathan Warner, uh, who is the, the director of Anthem um, for Bioware, came out on Twitter and very specifically said, you know, th this whole deal with EA Access and PlayStation, uh, PlayStation not having access to EA Access and uh, hence not being able to play the game on the 15th, um, that's all like a negotiation thing between EA and Sony, which I had no idea about that. Um, and so, you know, that's... Ultimately, and, and you and I, uh, Alex and I, have decided to play Anthem on PlayStation, so that's why we're not able to play it yet, essentially. Um, so that all boils down to like a business decision yeah. or a business negotiation between EA and Sony. So that's another thing that's not that's not really geared or, or not really a, a decision that's made for us, the gamers. That's That's them trying to, you know, Sony trying to figure out how they can get their hands deeper into EA's pocket and the EA trying to figure out how they can get their hands deeper into, in the Sony's pocket. And it, it boils down to like, it's not, it's not very conducive for us. Yeah. And we end up with these goofy charts that don't make any sense. 
ultimately, I, I think they should have just decided on one date. Who cares about EA Access? I know they're trying to sell it, but who cares? Decide on one date, release the freaking game, and make it a finished product. You know, we talked about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Make it a finished product that you don't have to patch immediately and just and just be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you on all fronts. I think the way this is handled, you know, it, it's been pretty silly and... You know, it's I've 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 been fortunate to get review codes in the past for games that, you know, were early access and that sort of thing. And like it's always kind of weird. And but you all like when you pay for the early access, you know, some people really enjoy that and feel like it's really valuable and will pay the money to do that. And others like, you know, I traditionally will not pay for that sort of, you know, early access. I, I still remember when Gears 4 came out. And I was so angry that they were releasing it on a Friday for people who would pay a hundred dollars and everyone else. It was like mm. the Tuesday. And I was like, well, of course I want to play it on Friday so I can play it over the weekend, but I'm not going to shell out, you know, almost double for the game. Nah. And, uh, and then like you said, like, I'm glad you stood your ground. Yeah, too. And like you said for this, like we're playing it on PS4. And there's literally no way for us to play early access Un- unless we, well, unless we pre-order the, the big, but like we can't do EA access, which is, you know, a lot, a bit, a lot smaller of a pill to swallow than, you know, the, the big version of the game, like the larger pre-order. So I don't, I don't even think we can, if you buy the big version. Oh, I thought you could. The Legion of Dawn. Unless I'm reading the um, chart wrong. I don't, <laughs> the, the very important chart. I don't, I don't, uh, I think PS4. Oh no, you're right. No, you're right. Life. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Never mind. It is just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. You're absolutely correct. So, uh, according to this very helpful chart from EA, <laughs> <laughs> that is apparently difficult to decipher. Yeah, uh, no, you're absolutely right. So it says PS4, like you literally can't play it until this 22nd. Never mind. So even if we bought the big version, you're still out of luck. Yeah, the big version actually doesn't even get any any type of early release for this particular game. Yeah, the big version doesn't give you anything early. It just gives you more stuff. Yeah, which is cool, but. And that's the way that I would prefer. I, 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 I'm with you. I would never pay to get early access. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that early access is including included in EA access. I think EA access has a lot of value to it, and I and I have it on, um, or at least I used to have it on Xbox. I don't yeah. have it now, but um, I, I think it is a good value, just like Xbox Game Pass, but. Um, I like the fact that you also get the trial, the 10 hour trial with EA access, but I wouldn't pay for just that, that ability. Um, but yeah, that, that's the topic of the show this week. Let us know what you think. You can, of course, if you want to, you know, give us your comments, tweet us any questions, uh, tweet us at OKBeast now uh, with the hashtag um, Anthem. And that way we will know that the question is for our Anthem podcast and not for the other podcasts. And uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any questions. Uh, again, shout out to John Bernardo for editing the show. Uh, don't forget, listen to the OK Beast podcast. If you're looking for a weekly um, gaming podcast that comes out on Mondays, love that show to death. Uh, it, it is something we work, we work very hard on. So check that out uh, if you're looking for another podcast. Uh, and then don't forget, talk to me at It's Van Aiken. Talk to Brandon at Rebel Red 6. Again, 6 is spelled out. 
And again, patreon.com slash OKBeast is the place if you want to go and support us, as well as uh, leaving those re- those iTunes reviews and uh, sharing the show with a friend. So that's going to be it. This is episode two of Freelancer's Guide. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me.